हेलो स्टूडेंट्स वेलकम टू स्टडी आई क्यूज इनिशिएटिव द पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट दीपांश मूरजानी सो गेट योर जूसेस फ्लोइंग बिकॉज इट इज टाइम फॉर द पॉडकास्ट ऑफ द डे इन द लास्ट एपिसोड ऑफ द पॉडकास्ट वी हैड डिस्कस्ड राज्यसभा इन डिटेल सो ऑल द न्यू लिसनर्स आउट देयर कैन लिसन टू आर प्रीवियस एपिसोड्स नॉट ओनली ऑन यूट्यूब बट ऑल्सो ऑन ऑल द ऑडियो स्ट्रीमिंग प्लेटफॉर्म्स लाइक स्पॉटिफाई हब हॉपर Apple podcast etc in today's episode we are going to discuss lower house of the parliament that is lok sabha in detail sir first things first can you give us a brief idea about composition of lok sabha which becomes quite relevant from our examination point of view article 81 of indian constitution defines the maximum strength of lok sabha which is fixed at 552 member of parliaments in lok sabha representatives of the state and union territories are elected directly total members from the states are 530 and total members to be elected from union territories are 20 members which will be from anglo indian community however we will see the recent development in the regard of nomination of anglo indians in further in this episode total strength of lok sabha is 543 in which the representatives from the states are 530 and representatives of union territories are total 13 sir can you throw some light on representation of states in lok sabha in the context of representation of states 61st constitutional amendment act 1988 have reduced the voting age from 21 years to 18 years the representatives of state in the lok sabha are directly elected by the people from the territorial constituencies in the state the election is based on the principle of universal adult franchise and they are eligible for vote from the age of 18 years as i have already discussed sir can you enlighten us about representation of union territories in lok sabha The constitution has empowered the parliament to prescribe the manner of choosing the representatives of union territories in Lok Sabha. In this context, parliament enacted Union Territories Direct Election to the House of People Act 1965, by which the members of Lok Sabha from union territories are also chosen by direct election. Sir Can you make us aware about the recent development in terms of nominated members to Lok Sabha? In current 17th Lok Sabha, no member has been nominated from the Anglo-Indian community. Two Anglo-Indian communities should be represented under Article 331. Originally, this provision was to operate till 1960. However, it has been extended till 2020 by 95th Amendment Act 2009. Sir, can you explain the election mechanism of Lok Sabha in simple words? For holding direct elections to Lok Sabha, each state is divided into territorial constituencies. In this respect, the constitution provides following two important provisions. Number one, each state is allotted a number of seats in the Lok Sabha in such a manner that the ratio between number and its population is the same. for all states however this provision does not apply to a state having a population which is less than 6 million the second important provision is that each state 
is divided into territorial constituencies in such manner that the ratio of the population of each constituency and the number of seats allotted to it is the same throughout the state. The constitution in this regard ensures that there is uniformity of the representation in two respect. Number one, the uniformity should maintain between the different states and uniformity should maintain between the different constituencies within same state. Sir, now we are inquisitive to understand the readjustments which are made after every census. After census, a readjustment is to be made in number one, allocation of seats in Lok Sabha to the states and number two, division of each state into territorial constituencies. In this regard, Parliament is empowered to determine the authority and the manner in which it is to be made. Accordingly, the Parliament has enacted the Delimitation Commission Act in 1952, 1962, 1972 and finally 2002 for this purpose of realignment and readjustment. Through 42nd Constitutional Amendment Act 1976, it froze the allocation of seats in Lok Sabha to the seats and the division of each state into territorial constituencies till the year 2000 and which will be based on the 1971 census. The objective for freezing was to encourage population limiting measures. Through 84th Constitutional Amendment Act 2001, it banned readjustment of seats that was extended for another 25 years, that means till the year 2026. Also, now the readjustment and rationalization of territorial constituencies to be done on the basis of 1991 census. Through 87th Constitutional Amendment Act 2003, it provided for the delimitation of constituencies on the basis of 2001 census and it shifted from 1991 census as a base. Sir, do we have any provision for reservation in seats in Lok Sabha? The constitution has abandoned the system of communal representation. However, there is an element of reservation in Lok Sabha. Lok Sabha provides for the reservation of seats for SC and ST communities on the basis of their population ratios. Originally, this reservation was to be operated for 10 years, that means up to 1960. However, it has been extended continuously since then by 10 years each time. Now under the 104th Constitutional Amendment Act 2019, this reservation is to last until 2030. Though seats are reserved for SCs and STs, they are elected by all the voters in a constituency without any separate electorate. So the element of separate electorate in the British era was eliminated in independent India. Sir, when we talk about reservation of seats in Lok Sabha, understanding 104th Constitutional Amendment Act 2019 becomes very important for all the UPSC aspirants. So can you elaborate the provisions of this amendment? Understanding 104th Constitutional Amendment Act 2019 is very important with respect to prelims as well as mains or for that matter any general public. Objectives of this amendment of 104 have twofold aims. Number one, to extend the reservation for SCST community under Article 330 and 332 to Lok Sabha and legislative bodies. 
the second aim of this amendment is that discontinuing the provision of nominating anglo indians under article 331 to lok sabha and legislative bodies 104th amendment act has provisions for amending article 334 and extending reservation only for sc st to lok sabha and legislative bodies till 25th january 2030 sir our constitution makers didn't adopt the method of proportional representation for election to lok sabha so what were the reasons for not adopting this method proportional representation was not adopted due to some reasons i would like to quote this reason in point manner number 1 the difficulty for the voters to understand the complicated system due to low literacy scale in the country number 2 the proportional representation system is highly expensive number 3 unsuitability to the parliamentary government due to the tendency of the system to multiply political parties will lead to instability in the government and proportional representation will also create hindrances to organize by election if there is a necessary to do so it is also feared that the proportional representation system will dilute and eliminate intimate contact between voters and representatives proportional representation will also promote minority thinking and groupism and to promote any group interest which will harm and threaten the social harmony of india sir what were the reasons for adopting fptp that is first past the post system in lok sabha this is a very interesting question which i would like to answer in very simple and point wise manner the reason for adopting fptp that is first past the post system in lok sabha is number one simplicity that means the entire election system is extremely simple to understand even for common voters who may have no specialized knowledge about politics or election as such number second is that a clear choice there is also a clear choice presented to the voters at the time of election voters have to simply endorse a candidate or a party while voting the third reason is that more freedom to voters to choose it is how the fptp system offers voters a choice not simply between parties but specific also about candidates number four reason is that ensuring accountability in consistency based system like fptp the voters know who their own representative is and can hold him or her accountable also the fptp system is also considered as smooth and efficient fptp system makes it possible for parliamentary government to function smoothly and effectively by facilitating the formation of stable government by giving the largest party or coalition some extra bonus seats more than their share of votes would allow the next important reason to adopt fptp is that unity and common cause fptp system encourages voters from different social groups to come together to win an election in a locality in a diverse country like india a proportional system would encourage each community to form its own nationwide party however this will eventually detriment the interest of the nation as a whole sir thank you for giving us the information 
Dear listeners, it is time to call it quits for this episode of the podcast. In the next episode, we will be back soon with another topic. Till then, stay connected with Study IQ and keep studying. You can listen to the podcast on various audio streaming platforms like Spotify, Hubhopper, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Cuckoo FM, etc. Links are pinned in the comment section below. Thank you.